Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 566 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is February 20th, 2024. Hopefully everybody is doing well. Start of the week, kind of. It was a holiday yesterday. So I wanted to, This, I mean, this week, Padres baseball is back. It's It's great. You know, knowing that, all right, we're going to get Padre games. I know they're exhibition games, spring training games. Some of the big players are not going to be playing in these games. Or they're going to be, you know, having an at-bat, a couple at-bats. Not going to be seeing too much. Otani and Yamamoto, they're not going to be playing the Padres on Thursday in Peoria. So it's not, obviously, full Padres baseball is back. But having just baseball games being televised and you know, even if it's not televised, being able to listen to it on the radio and even going into this week or just today, you know, seeing the images and the videos at Peoria um, of Iriarte throwing against Graham Pauly. I just saw that. And Fernando Tatis Jr. hitting a bomb off of Robert Suarez. Kind of weird, like who should be who should be uh, we rooting for? Who should we? Can I talk? Who should we be rooting for? in those scenarios, but just seeing baseball is back. It's a great thing. And so this week before those exhibition games started, I wanted to get into a roster projection. What I did this last year, I think I did a few of them leading up to opening day. What are, 
what's the opening day roster going to look like right now? So feel free, leave your comments in the chat, questions, comments, all that. Uh, if you want to join the show, you can click that link that I put in the chat as well. Um, but yeah, so 26-man roster, obviously. I think it's, is it 28 for Korea? I, or maybe it's a 26-man roster, but there's an expanded taxi squad in, in case there's injuries and all that because you're in Korea. It's not like you can just have a player just come on over in five hours' notice. You know, it, it takes a little bit. So I think it's an expanded taxi squad that you can bring with you to Korea, but I believe the roster is still 26 players for both teams. Um, so I have 26 guys on this roster. Dennis Lynn of The Athletic, he put one out, and his is pretty similar uh, to mine. And it's pretty similar just because, like, these are the options. There are question marks with this roster, but I think we know at the same time, if the season started today, I mean, this is what the roster would look like. Now, in this roster, obviously, they were like, hmm, should this guy actually be starting in the outfield? Should this guy actually be on the big league roster? Are there upgrades available over this guy? And we'll get to that, especially in like the outfield, for example, or the back of the rotation. So let's start with the rotation. I've got Musgrove, Darvish, King, Vasquez, and Avila. You could go Johnny Brito there in that five spot, or you could go Brito in the four and Vasquez in the five, or you could go Brito and Avila instead of Vasquez and Avila. But I think we know... The first two, it's Musgrove, it's Darvish. I think we know the third as well. It's Michael King. Then it comes down to four, five. And I went with Vasquez. He had a better year last year than Brito, at least in the big leagues. So that's just why I went that. Now, if you go and look at the game logs, Brito had some pretty good, at least result-wise, in terms of innings, length. You know, he's not going seven innings, but length, you know, five innings, four and two-thirds, whatever, and then not giving up a lot of runs. I thought he did pretty good. It looked like just looking at the box scores and that doesn't tell you everything, but just looking at that seemed like he did pretty good at the big league level for the Yankees last year. So I really thought about having Brito in here, but I'm familiar with Avila. I know that he has started and I've seen that in a Padres uniform. So that's probably why I'm a little biased there. And then Vasquez had a, just had a better year overall last year. So I'm going with Vasquez, but I think that that could change when I see these guys actually pitch more in spring training, see their stuff. But it's one thing to read about it, and it's one thing to see, okay, maybe some clips that they had with the Yankees. But it's it, you know it's another to see them starting and after, or while, I should say, while they're working with Ruben Niebla. What are they working on? What's the velocity look like? What's the movement on their pitches? What are the results looking like? You know, um, So the rotation thing, especially the back end of the rotation, we know those three, King, Musgrove, Darvish, but the back end, that could definitely change. There's some other guys, obviously, that are fighting. Ariarte, some of the videos that I'm seeing, looks pretty nasty. But it's easy to say that, you know, you look nasty on these backfields when the pitchers usually are ahead of the batters, right? And you're facing Graham Pauly, who I don't think is going to be on the big league roster on opening day. What would he do against some of the star players in these spring training games? Or what, what is he going to do against Tatis or Manny in some of these backfield at-bats? You know, these these types of situations. Um, looks like the potential is there for sure. But right now, 
I'm having Iriarte not be on the roster, and I'm going with Vasquez and Avila, and then I'm having Brito be in the bullpen. So that's where we go with the bullpen now. Suarez, obviously, Yuki Matsui, Wusuk Go, Enyel De Los Santos, Tom Cosgrove, Steven Wilson, Wandy Peralta, and then I've got Johnny Brito in there. Brito, someone obviously that can give you four innings if you need it. Now that's in a starting capacity, but I'm sure he could do that because he's probably going to be built up here at the end of spring. So if you need that at the beginning of the season, he could give that to you. Um, so I've got Brito there. Peralta, we know he's there. Wilson, we know he's there. Cosgrove, we know he's there. And De Los Santos, we know he's going to be in there. Wusak Go, know he's going to be in there. Yuki Matsui, know he's going to be in there. Robert Suarez, you know he's going to be in there. Like the bullpen, I don't, there's not many battles going on in the bullpen in terms of making the roster. Maybe one at the end there, but the bullpen, it seems like it's pretty much set, assuming we shouldn't do this. But right now, again, if the season started today and their guys were healthy, this is what it would look. Well, maybe it wouldn't be Wani Peralta because I don't even think he's in camp yet. But you get my point. Like the healthy arms, guys that are on major league deals, what would it look like? And so Wandy is obviously in there. The real question is about like, what is the order going to be in this bullpen? Back into the bullpen, seven, eight, nine. What is that going to look like? What's who is who are the matchup guys going to be in the seventh, eighth inning? Maybe they don't get the seventh inning to start, but they're a matchup guy. Uh, maybe it's Cosgrove coming in in the eighth inning because Angel De Los Santos isn't the best matchup facing Shohei Otani or you know someone like that. Um, so. To me, there, there's not much debate there. Really, it's what are the roles going to be in this bullpen? And so right now, I would go with Suarez as my closer. I would go with probably Yuki Matsui as my eighth, and then Enyel De Los Santos as my seventh. And then I'm very comfortable with Cosgrove in matchups against certain lefties. I'm very comfortable um, with Steven Wilson as a seven, eight, nine. I shouldn't say nine. Six, seven, eighth inning type guy. I'm comfortable there with him. I'm comfortable with Wandy Peralta, seven, eight, nine. Um, and maybe some would say you'd go with Peralta as the seventh inning guy and you kick out Enyo De Los Santos. Um, but the velocity from Enyo, what I'm again, I'm, I'm getting swayed here by some of the videos that I'm seeing, but this dude is huge. He just looks like someone that should be pitching in these high leverage situations. So this is kind of an early, obviously it's early. We haven't, haven't had a spring training game yet. But for me, this, this is definitely something that could change. Some of the names here, or maybe not some of the names, but the roles within the bullpen. That definitely could change for me. But I think the group, the, the arms in this bullpen, I think we know pretty much who those are going to be. So that's that. Rotation, bullpen done. Catchers, I think we know that as well. Campy and Higgy, Luis Camposano, Kyle Higashioka. They acquired Kyle Higashioka, obviously, to be on the big league roster. Luis Camposano, in terms of the bat, like he's, he's the option there. He's better than Kyle Higashioka. And they want Luis Camposano to take another step forward and give him another year to be a starting catcher and really take on that role. Because remember, Gary Sanchez came in. And he played really well. And then, so they were kind of splitting time there. And the other would DH when they weren't being the starting catcher. Then Camposano, or, or I should say Camposano was hurt. That's why Gary was getting a lot of playing time. Then Camposano came back. They were sharing playing time. And then Gary gets hurt and Camposano 
uh, I believe he was playing at the end there. Uh, and Brett Sullivan obviously was on the roster. Brett Sullivan, he would be the starting catcher in El Paso, I would think. If there's an injury, then they'll have Brett Sullivan come up and be the backup catcher. But I don't think you carry three catchers on this team. I mean, maybe, maybe you do if you don't want, let's say, like uh, Oscar Mercado as your fifth outfielder and you're fine running with four. Or maybe you have Matthew Batten not be on the roster and you'll have Eggie Rosario be on the roster and you say, well, we like that bat more than Matthew Batten. Maybe he could DH if you need it. So you don't carry the three because you, you carry the three catchers usually, right? Teams carry the three catchers because they want one of the catchers to be that DH guy. You don't carry three catchers most of the time with two of them being more not offense guys, right? Higashioka is not an offensive catcher. Brett Sullivan's not an offensive catcher, right? Camposano's that, and he's starting. Usually, it would be three catchers if it's like Camposano, Gary Sanchez, who would DH. I know he's not on the team, but I'm just saying that. And then it's like a... Higashioka as the third, or it's uh, Sullivan, or it's an Austin Nola when he was on the team. That's where maybe you carry three catchers because you want one of them to be a DH option. But here, when it's Campy, Higgy, and then Sully, Brett Sullivan, I don't think that's best for the Padres to carry three catchers there. So I have two with Luis Camposano and Kyle Higashioka. On the infield, obviously Manny, Kim, Bogarts, Cronenworth, that's your infield from third to first, obviously assuming that everyone is healthy. And it seems like Manny is on track to play third base on opening day. But obviously that's as of now on February 20th. And so we still got a, a month to go. And so things could change on that progression. We'll see when Manny gets into games at third base. Because I think right now where he is at is he is throwing, but he's not throwing consistently, at least from third to first. I don't think he's doing that. So it's it's going to be a buildup. It's going to be a process. But obviously Manny, Kim, Bogarts, Cronenworth. And then I've got Batten and Rosario. Because what are the other options? Nathan Martorella? I mean, he, he was initially not even on this, the spring training non-roster invitee, right? Graham Pauly, that's an option as well over Eggy Rosario or Matthew Batten. But is he going to be ready? I think it's probably going to be dictated on how is he doing against the big league pitchers on the backfields? How is he going to be doing in these spring training games? Because he's definitely going to get an opportunity there, especially early in spring when Cronoworth and Manny, especially with Manny, because Kim's going to be playing short. Bogarts, they're going to want him to get reps at second. That opens up third base to go to someone like Graham Pauly, um, who can get those reps, or maybe you want those reps. Maybe they want those reps to go to Edgar Rosario, Matthew Batten, but there will be reps. There's going to be some split squad days, I believe. Backfield games, obviously. He'll get a chance um, when Cronenworth's not playing first base, you know, and he exits early. Who's going to be at there? They'll put Martorella there. Pauly probably would get some reps there. So you're going to get an opportunity. There's also the DH spot as well if you can't find time for him in the field to get more at bats. So we'll see. I don't think Pauly's making it. I think that they they just go with guys that have been at the big league level. Um, Batten and Rosario, they can play multiple positions on the infield. I think that's probably the best bet as of now. But things obviously could change. There could be some players that have 
some uh, a great spring training. There's Tucapita Marcano, although he is not fully like ready to go for exhibition games, so he might that might be more of an El Paso guy. There's Tyler Wade. Let's not forget about him. I did in the middle of the offseason. I was like, oh, yeah, we have Tyler Wade. Former big leaguer, Yankee, Angel, maybe with the A's, I want to say, for a little bit. He's in big league camp. There's Mason McCoy. Um, so there's guys. I think Tyler Wade would make the roster if, like, Batten, Rosario, one of them gets hurt and they want to go with Batten and Wade or they want to go with Wade and Rosario and the other gets hurt and Pauly and Martarella aren't ready to go. They don't make any of, they don't even sign someone like a Garrett Cooper. They don't make any Brandon Belt. They don't make any addition there for another a, a DH bat, first base bat. They don't do any of that. But as of now, I'm just going to go with the safe bet of Rosario and Batten. And then the other guys will have to prove it. You know, those that have not been at the big league level or guys that have been at the big league level, but they were signed to minor league deals with the Padres like a Tyler Wade. Um, and we'll see how they do. Outfield, I've got Fernando Tatis Jr., obviously, in right. I've got Jerks and Profar in left, and Jackson Merrill in center field. And Azokar on the bench. I've got Oscar Mercado on the bench as well. Again, like if you go look at Dennis Lynn's roster projection, it's around the same. It's pretty much the same names, just because it's hard to go with different names right now. Just because there are names that you could go with, but you're going to go with those names over... Oscar Mercado, like, am I going to go with Tercer Ornelas? I'm going to go with Cal Mitchell, Bryce Johnson. I'm going to go with those names over Oscar Mercado. Like, no, I'm not. I mean, I could go with Jacob, Mar like Jacob Marcy is obviously a name up for debate, but I don't think it's going to be Marcy and Merrill making it because I think that the Padres want playing time for both of them and to get playing time for both of them. At the big league level, it would have to be Profar not playing. It would have to be Marcy in center, Merrill in left. It could happen if both guys ball out. But is what's the probability of both guys playing really well in spring training? I don't know. Profar, he's played at the big league level lots of years. He had a good 2022 in left field with the Padres. Maybe they just go with that. Um, and they just take the risk, take the you know bet on one guy. And then they have one guy go to AAA, get more reps there, or even AA, if they feel like there's better pitching, higher potential pitching there in AA, and they want those guys to face that pitching instead of the AAA pitching, which is which may comprise more of guys that aren't good enough for the big leagues. They don't have as much potential. They're more vets. They don't have much potential, as much potential as the AA guys because the AA guys are younger. They're still coming up. They're top prospects in other farm systems, right? So, yeah, for me, obviously, Tatis is on the on the roster. I've got Maryland center. Just it feels like, you know, the way that the Padres are talking about Jackson Merrill. I think Kevin Acey wrote something about I haven't read it yet, but I think Kevin just wrote something about Jackson Merrill and him making the transition to the outfield. It just feels like that's what they want. The Padres really want Jackson Merrill to be starting in the outfield on opening day. And. Mike Schilt, he was, was it Mike or was it Dennis, his reporting? It was one of them, either Mike Schilt directly saying it or Dennis reporting it, that majority of the reps are going to be Merrill in the outfield. I have not seen one video yet of Jackson Merrill taking reps in the infield. 
All I'm seeing is him in the outfield. So that could change, but it sure seems like to me that the Padres are giving him as many reps as, and they should. Like Merrill, he knows how to play shortstop. He doesn't need the reps at shortstop right now. He needs the reps in the outfield. So I'm not like saying that they should be putting him at shortstop. But based on the actions of the Padres and what I'm seeing, I'm not there, but what I'm seeing online, I'm seeing Jackson Merrill having conversations with Fernando in the outfield and taking balls in the outfield and going on to backfields and taking extra reps on balls off of a machine in left field, going back on balls that, and taking some reps in center. Like that's what I'm seeing is him in the outfield. So uh, that's why I have Merrill starting here um, in the outfield. I have him in center field with Profar in left and Tatis in right. And if Merrill is on the roster, then he's starting. Right, they're not gonna. I wouldn't think they'd have Merrill be on the roster and then him just be sitting, and they go with Profar in left, Azokar in center, and Tatis in right. They might do that a, a couple times a week or once a week. But if you're having one of your, you're having your number two prospect according to Keith Law. He just put that out in the Athletic. Salas is one, Merrill is two. If you're gonna have your number two prospect up at the big league level, you want him playing. You you have him up because you think that he can help this team. Right, the Padres wouldn't have brought up Fernando in 2019, right, to start the year and sit him on the bench. They brought him up to have him play shortstop, right, alongside Manny at third. That's you brought up. They brought up Chris Paddock in 2019 as well to start games, not to have him sit there somewhere in the bullpen, right? So, right now, based on things that I'm reading, you know, looking at Dennis's roster projection, he has Merrill on here, first name listed, Jackson Merrill. He has Merrill, Azokar, Tatis, Profar, and Mercado. Same thing that I have. The other names, non-roster invitees, Robert Perez Jr., Jacob Marcy, Cal Mitchell, Bryce Johnson, Terso Ornelas. I'm not like super convinced in any of these guys. Like Cal Mitchell, like Bryce Johnson, those are like El Paso guys. You know, Trace Thompson in past years, Nomar Mazzara. Those are just AAA guys. You put them there and you see what happens. If they make the opening day roster, it's probably because there wasn't great performances from other guys, and those guys balled out, right? And sometimes you ball out in spring training, and you're still on El Paso, and you come up uh, at the end of April, let's say, and then you get a couple weeks, and then you're done. That's like those guys. Jacob Marcy and Tursa Arnellis are the two names there where those are you know prospects in the system. They've got some potential. Marcy probably higher than Tursa Arnellis. And... If they ball out, then they're probably going to get a, a real uh, a real look at making the opening day roster. But I feel like, you know, talking to Jim Callis in the offseason and reading some things, it feels like Marcy, there's still more development there. And there's people that would be surprised if he's going to be the opening day center fielder. I think some those same people may have been surprised if they would have, if I would have asked, do you think Merrill's going to be the opening day center fielder? They would have been surprised there. But Merrill... He is the better talent than Jacob Marcy. And being a short, we know Merrill is an athletic player. So putting him in the outfield, you get all the spring training to work in the outfield. And by the way, he was working in the outfield uh, with um, David Macias, I think at Petco Park a little bit over the winter. So he, it's not like this is his first reps like Xander. This is his first reps at, at second base because they hadn't made the, the official decision yet until Xander arrived at camp. Um, 
Merrill's getting reps and he's going to, he's still transitioning, but I feel like every day he's going to be getting more comfortable there. So yeah, that's what I've got. I think Marcy probably going to be some more time in the minor leagues, could use some more seasoning. We know Profar is going to be up. We know Tatis is going to be there. And it feels like we know Azokar is going to be there, at least as the fifth outfielder at worst. But as of now, I have Mercado as the fifth outfielder because the Padres haven't signed another one. Now, this first roster projection, this is going to change. The outfield is going to change, I would imagine, by the time I do my third or I don't know how many I'm going to do. But it's going to change by the opening day because I would I expect the Padres to add another outfielder, at least one more via trade or via free agency, whether that's Eddie Rosario or some other name that I'm not thinking about. I don't think Tommy Pham's coming here, but who knows? We know that Tommy likes the Padres. Um, there was a the report that Tommy wants to come to the Padres. We know Preller likes Tommy Pham. There's a good relationship there. So never say never on that, I guess. Um, an addition is going to happen. I, I would be surprised if... I, I would be more surprised if the Padres don't make an addition in the outfield than if they don't make an addition in the rotation. I feel like with the rotation, do they want to make an addition? Sure. But I feel like they're okay with running with Vasquez and Brito and Avila, and you just try it. Uh, those guys who are five starters, and you just try it. I feel like with the outfield, though, they got to make at least another addition, right? Rotation, at least there's the names there. There's the potential. There's the young arms there, right? That you could be seeing in these spring training games like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, maybe give them a look at the big league level. But with the outfield, I, I'm just not really seeing that. I'm seeing Marcy, yep, needs more time, at least from people that are smarter than me that know what they're talking about there, needs more time. Okay. Merrill, some would probably say, yeah, probably needs more time, but I think he's the better talent than Jacob Marcy. And again, from things that I'm reading and what I'm seeing, it seems like they they really want Merrill to be on this opening day roster. So I have Merrill on the roster. But like Ornelas, like there's not the – I don't see it at least. I don't see people raving about Terso Ornelas and like, oh, yeah, opening day roster push, here we go. I know the exhibition games haven't started yet and things can change. But I just haven't seen that in the same way of Jackson Merrill. And same thing with Marcy. Marcy compared to Merrill. Um, so I'm just not seeing it. It's it's Azokar who, okay, you're fine with as the last outfielder on the roster. It's Tatis, who obviously tremendous. It's Profar, who we know is on the roster. And then it's question marks of, okay, so who are the remaining guys that are going to make this? It's not like, oh, there's upside there. Let's give him a shot at the big league level. Maybe some people feel that way about Marcy. Um, I feel that way a little bit about Merrill if you have to and if he plays well in spring training. But it's not the same as Johnny Brito. He's played at the big league level with the Yankees. Vasquez, big league level with the Yankees. Avila, big league level with the Padres. Even Matt Waldron, big league level with the Padres. Maybe he worked on some stuff in the offseason. You know? There's the options there that have at least been at the big league level. Outfield-wise, it's not... A, it, not as much is there. So, again, just to review my first opening day projection, roster projection, I've got the rotation of Musgrove. I would go Musgrove game one over Darvish, but really, I mean, 
it's those two games in Korea, and then there's a break. So, like, really, who cares the order? But we know top two, Musgrove, Darvish, King, Vasquez, Avila, Bullpen, I've got Suarez, Matsui, Go, Enio De Los Santos, Cosgrove, Wilson, Burrito, and then Wandy Peralta. And that's not like in a specific, some of them in order, but not all in order in the bullpen. That's just the names that I jotted down here in my notes. Catchers, Campy and Higgy, infield, Manny, Kim, Bogarts, Cronoworth, Batten and Rosario, outfield, Tatis, Azokar, Profar, Merrill, and Oscar Mercado. All right, quick break, and then I want to get to the chat. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. All right, checking social media here real quick to see if there's anything out there. See some, from what I'm seeing, like Sammy Levitt does does great coverage, 97.3 The Fan, and he's in Peoria. He just tweeted out 20 minutes ago, very impressed with what I saw from Yaro Ariarte today. Lots of movement with plenty of swings and misses. I mean, yeah, cool. But it's February 20th. Pitchers usually head of hitters. Let's see what, you know, there's still a month to go. There's still a while to go. The talent is there. But let's just see if he can be consistent with this. Remember Jay Groom last last spring training? Didn't he have a good start to spring? And then the walks were concerned, right? And then obviously it ended up being the right decision, not him making the opening day roster, him going to El Paso because he's he struggled there. All right. Yeah, let's get to the chat here. What's up, Eddie? Hopefully you're doing well as well. Diego says, can't wait for San Diego baseball. Me as well. Diego, he outlined... This is him outlining his roster, giving his predict his prediction here. Merrill, Profar, Fam, left field, center field, Pauly, Merrill, Marcy, right field, Tatis, Marcy, Azokar. Okay, so how many names is that? Merrill, Profar, Fam, Pauly, Marcy. That's already five right there before getting to Tatis. So usually a team, usually like five outfielders. So it would have to be less than that. But some, I think Diego's saying some combination of these players here. Third base, Manny slash Xander slash Kim. Xander's not at third. He would, it's Manny or Kim. If Manny's not ready, then it's Kim. Kim, Bogarts, Merrill, shortstop. Second base, Bogarts, Kim, Cronenworth. Second base is Bogart. Shortstop is Kim. Manny's at third. Cronenworth is first base as of now. Cooper, he puts in here at first with Cronenworth. If like they could get Cooper, they might be able to get Cooper on a profar type deal one year for like almost nothing. Because I'm not hearing anything about Garrett Cooper. And then catcher, Higgy, Campy, and Sullivan. Higgy Campy slash Sullivan. Yeah. It's going to be Higgy and Campy. I don't think they're going to carry three catchers. Yeah, Spud Nuts. I do remember Alec Jacobs. That is a guy that, for me at least, he was right outside that bullpen bubble there. And I think you could 
who else would you put in that bubble there? Maybe Iriarte. I think he'd be more like rotation, though. Adam Mazur, Ryan Berger. Those are just some of the names alongside Alec Jacob that I immediately think about. Daniel Camarena, that's not someone that I'm putting in that group. I don't think he's going to have a real shot. Uh, Drew Carlton, Kevin Copps, had him on the show. Luis Patino, Adrian Morahone, those are some names there. Yeah, Sean Reynolds, who they got back in that Ryan Weathers deal, I believe, last year. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. These are some of the names that Dennis has in his um, roster projection. Others on the 40-man yeah, Morahone is definitely someone that I would put right outside. Alec Jacob, Luis Patino. Those are the main three right there. Iriarte, maybe. He'd probably be like the fourth, although he's more rotation, like I just said. I think he probably will use more some more time at double A or triple A. Yeah. Eggy can play almost anywhere. Eggy Rosario. As of now, I have him making the roster. Mark says, outfield, Profar, Zokar, Tatis. Infield, Manny, Kim, Xander, Cronoworth, catching Camposano. This will change if some of our prospects make the roster. Yeah, of course. Yep. Uh, spring training games, Brisk, JC, they start on Thursday. Padres, Dodgers. They might be the only spring training game on Thursday. I think Padres, Dodgers play Thursday and on Friday. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Tyler Wade with Rugnet Odor in 2023. Yeah, someone who just comes in, 
big league experience. Odor more than Wade. Odor is more of a name, but yeah, he's he's kind of that. Whatever happened to what? What was his name? Tim Lopes, infield El Paso, from last year. Remember, I think some were fighting for him to make the. I might have actually. I forget. Fighting to make the opening day roster. He is a free agent right now, I believe. I don't think he's with the team. Because he had a good spring. Second base last year. But I believe they went with Odor, right? On the opening day roster. Uh, Gonzalo says, why not much talk on $1 million prospect Tercer Ornelas? He had a great year in AA, good stint in AAA. Had two great winter ball seasons. Should be rookie outfield front runner. I don't, I don't know about front. He's in the mix for sure. But would the Padres rather have Ornelas or Azokar? I think they go Azokar because he's like been there, and he can play all the outfield positions if you need him to. Just some of the experience there. And if you're going to go with, I think the Padres, if they're going to go with a rookie who has never been in the big leagues before, I think they want to go with Merrill over Ornelas. He could show out in spring, and Merrill could not, and he could play himself onto the roster. But I, I just right now, I don't see him like starting in the outfield. If he's not starting, then maybe they just continue to have him play in El Paso. Will we see Salas in spring games? Yes. I don't know how many. He played in one last year, right? And it was pretty impressive at the age that he was, catching for Ryan Weathers, had that hot shot at second base. Um, it got a lot of attention, obviously. And when he plays, he will get attention for sure. I mean, already on the backfields, I don't know if you have seen this, but on the backfields, he's already catching with Tatis up at the plate, and he's catching for some of the big league guys. So they're putting him, he, we may not see him in the Peoria games, like in the big stadium games, but he's going to get more and more experience in those backfield games, especially early in spring here when you don't want to have the catchers catching for all of these guys because you don't want to run them into the ground in spring training, you know, especially with someone like Camposano and Kyle Gashioka, because if an injury happens, then those guys are going to be playing almost every day at the big league level. So, yeah, I mean, having Salas get this experience at big league camp, I think this is going to be really good for him. But to answer that, yeah, we will see Salas, but not at the big league level. We'll see him in probably a, a little more games in spring training, practice league games. but. We're already seeing him get that experience catching for big leaguers on backfields. Mark says, I'd love to see a Marcy, Merrill, and Tatis outfield. Probably it would be Marcy in center, right, with Merrill in left. I just think Marcy's more like only a center fielder, right, where Merrill can play left, he can play center. I mean... It, it is a possibility. I'm not closing that door. If Marcy and Merrill really show up and have a Tatis 2019-type spring training, I guess we could see that. But as of now, I feel like they'd rather have one of them be starting, not have two, and then have Profar be in left. Or, I mean, hopefully they're preferring an outside addition be starting in left with or in center, and then you have Merrill in left or in center, and you have Tatis in right. Hopefully that's what they, they're trying to have happen here. 
because they still have room to spend. It's not like they, they can't spend anymore. And David Peralta, I made a video on that yesterday. He signed a minor league deal with the Chicago Cubs, which makes me think that, okay, well, there's a trade in the works then. Or they would rather go with Eddie Rosario. Or they're good with the, the young guys. And I think it's more they're good with the young guys or a trade's in the works. Because wouldn't they just give a minor league deal to David Peralta if they wanted to go get a free agent outside addition? Or maybe Peralta would rather, he rather would go to the Cubs on a minor league deal than, than the Padres on a minor league deal. If you're the Padres, why wouldn't you just give Peralta $1 million big league deal like Profar? That doesn't hurt, right? It's $1 million, a guy that can play left field. I don't think that would hurt. Like They still have room to spend here. Not a lot, but, you know, like Bellinger's not walking through that door, but they still have room. So hopefully it's an outside addition, and then it's Tatis, and then it's Merrill if he shows up big in spring. Uh, Yuki says, or his username is Yuki Matsui. <laughs> Tatis should play shortstop. Hassan Kim should play second. Bogart should play first. I think there's a good portion of the Padres fan base that agrees that, yeah, Bogart should probably be playing first base. Now, they would say, Tatis just won a platinum glove in, in right. No, you keep him in the outfield. There's already a need in the outfield with Tatis in the outfield. So, no, you keep Tatis in the outfield. And then, okay, Kim at short, Cronenworth at second base with Bogarts at first. That's what I was thinking. Like, if you're going to move Bogarts, why not just put him at first base? Now, I know he doesn't want to play first base, so I think the compromise was having Xander just go play second instead of playing, um, going over to first, because we know it's closer to the bench. He really doesn't want that, because he. it's like, dude, you not just see Bryce Harper going to first base? You think he he's going to be on the bench anytime soon? Like, no. You're here because of your bat, right? Anyway. Yeah, I think some of the fan base... But you should have Bogarts at first, Cronworth more valuable at second base. He's a good second baseman. Put him at second, and you have Kim at short. You have Manny at third. That's the best infield there. Bogarts can transition to first, but the Padres know Bogarts doesn't want to go to first base, especially going into year two of this big, long contract. You know, they still got him for a decade. So I think they made a compromise there, and maybe sometime down the line, four years down the road, Maybe Bogarts will be like, all right, I'll go to first. Or maybe it's going to be Bogarts at second, and it's going to be Manny at first. Six years down the road. You know, long way down. Because I, I still think Manny has years left at third base. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm seeing this a lot in the fan base, but for anyone that may have that thought, like, why not put Manny at first? That's going to be years down the road when the Padres even think about that. Like, I am not giving up on Manny. He's one of the best defensive Third baseman, one of the best defensive infielders in baseball when he is healthy. You know, 2022 was not that long ago. It feels like it was a very long time ago, but it wasn't. And last year he had injuries, down year. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, yeah, let's just have one of the best defensive third baseman in baseball. Let's just go put him at first and have, you know, Bogarts play short, Kim play third, Cronorth play second. That's just the way it is right now. I think it's better than having Bogart at short. I think Cronenworth at second and Kim at short is probably ideal. But there are egos, there are personalities involved, and Bogarts doesn't want to play first. So 
I think it was a compromise there. Mark says with the rotation, he sees Darvish, Musgrove, King, Thorpe, and Vasquez or Patino. Okay. So no Avila, no Brito. I guess that could happen. Thorpe, I don't see happening. I think that's more mid-2024 or 2025. I think you he's another one where I think you want to make sure he is ready and you put him in the rotation and you leave him there in the rotation. Not this up-down stuff. You keep him there. Patino, he would really have to ball out, I think. And then I think there would have to be injuries because what's this rotation? Didn't someone say that he's more bullpen? I think, I think someone, might have been Kevin, Kevin AC. He may have asked, Schilt the other day in one of the media scrums about Luis Patino's role here in spring. And I thought Schilt said that he was going to be battling for bullpen. But I mean, I, I would not give up on Patino as a starter yet. I'd still try it. And if it doesn't work, then you can always have him go back to trying as a reliever. Maybe they're doing it because, well, there's just not going to be enough innings for him to get much of a look as a starter. But, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Patino was viewed as one of the top pitching prospects in baseball, right, as a starting pitcher. But Padres know more than me, obviously. So if they're thinking bullpen, then they're thinking bullpen. I don't think Patino is really a, a, a big option for the rotation. If, let's say he is a starter, where is he on the, the pecking order? Obviously, Darvish, Musgrove, King, Avila, Brito, Vasquez. Do you go Waldron ahead? Do you go Iriarte ahead of him? That's eight there. And then Patino? I don't want to miss some of these other guys, maybe, that are here. Do you go Mazer ahead of Patino? Glenn Otto. I don't I don't know if you put Glenn Otto ahead. Jay Groom. Like he's down there. And there, there's only there's a limited amount of starter innings in spring training. So yeah, I, I don't see Patino happening. Uh Yuki asked, best month to visit San Diego to watch the Padres. Uh October, hopefully this year. <laughs> um I mean, it's San Diego, so I know it's raining as I'm speaking right now, but really any month. You might you might have to pick like the best matchup. So if you want to go to a Dodger series, then one of them. If you want to go, I think the Yankees come to town. You want to go there. Soto coming back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the best month is. It's it's San Diego. It's not like it's Colorado or it's New York or it's Boston or Minnesota. I don't know. What's up, John? How's it going, man? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I got to say the best month to visit San Diego is July and early August. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. There's, I, I'm, I'm definitely not going to, you know, go against that. There's, yeah, summer months. I mean, but I, I just think, you know, living here in San Diego, it's, it's San Diego. So just pick. I, that's why I would go on matchups. If you're someone like that, but um, yeah, whatever month. I mean, July, August, those are good. 
I, yeah, I think also July, you know, July, July, August for a lot of teams, that's kind of like, you know, the, the playoffs pictures start to kind of like come yeah. into the fold. Right. And if, and if, you know, the Padres are in it, I mean, or, or, I mean, even if the away team say, you know, the Cubs are in it or Diamondbacks or something like that, and there's a, there's a series, I mean, come out, you know, we'll take your money. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, I mean, but I will say you want to, if you really want a great experience, i.e. the San Diego sunshine, you got to sit on that first baseline, you know, just get all yeah. that sun, you know. Oh, man, those Sunday – I mean, I'm in 309, and those Sunday games can get pretty hot. Yeah. But yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll definitely – if you're looking for sun, yeah, you'll you'll get it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to come on because I, I saw Brito – or all the starting rotation stuff, and I'm – I'm curious where you think about Avila in this uh, discussion, because I feel like he was a, a good addition for the Padres, you know, cheap guy can really meet the moment, you know, had some critical games where uh, he was just kind of showing up, you know, obviously he wasn't the best, but he was definitely uh, worth taking a bigger look into. I feel like as that fourth or fifth starter, you know? Yeah. He, oh, he's definitely going to get a shot while you're talking. I was thinking, cause I, totally forgot about this and i should have brought it up but in 2023 it wasn't his numbers better as a reliever than as a starter when he was at the big league level i he's yeah. not making the bullpen i'm not well maybe he would as like over maybe him over brito for the last bullpen spot as a long man and they have but i don't think they'd have brito in the mic would they have brito and that brito or vasquez in the minors i think both are on the big league roster um so I feel like for him, it's you make it as a starter or you're in El Paso as a starter. But as a reliever, I mean, he was better. So I don't know if that was just a short sample size 2023 thing. Um, I think they need the arms. They need the the looks as at as many guys as possible as rotation guys. So that's why Avila's, Avila is going to be as a starter. But yeah, that, that just that thought again popped into my head. Like, wasn't he is he more comfortable as a reliever than a starter? Maybe they can get the confidence back in him as a, as a starter. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that he's just um, – I remember when we came up, he was just, you know, he was like a double-A guy or something like that, and he was just – it always just didn't make sense, but he just – he kind of thrives upon that uh, those critical moments, I think, and you really got to see who he could really truly be. Um, and maybe, just, maybe he's just a young guy. You know, a lot of people have a lot of scouting on him, so – there's that aspect of it as well. But I, I honestly could see him being like a, obviously no one can replace Nick, Nick Martinez, right? He was a right. definite guy, but um, I think, yeah, if you need that fourth or fifth or even sixth starter, I mean, I, I could definitely see him sliding in. Uh, not, it feels, in that yeah. It feels like Avila against Brito or Avila against Vasquez, let's say one of them, maybe, because maybe the Padres make an outside addition for the rotation. And then now it's, okay, we know four starters, and now it's down to one. And Avila doesn't make it, let's say. Brito doesn't make it, and it's Vasquez as the five. Then now it's Avila and Brito competing for that last spot because they can do both the same thing. I mean, they can start, and they can have bulk innings in the bullpen and be that last guy as a reliever. So maybe that's what the – Right now, the competition is, okay, who is going to get those last two rotation spots? But it could condense down to who's going to take the last rotation spot. And then the battle, the questions that we're talking about or asking at the end of spring training near the end or the middle is who's going to win that final bullpen spot. 
in addition to who is going like what's the order going to be for the back end of the bullpen let's say yeah i mean you know i i well, i think we should also a little temper expectations in terms of Brito and Vasquez, whatever. I mean, these are still minor league guys, you know? Um, and I think they need a little bit more time. And I mean, we just don't know how they can translate. Obviously they have a shot at becoming uh, major league caliber or being on the roster in some respects. But um, I think it seems from the Yankees evaluation is that they seem to be uh, more in the minor leagues as well. But also, also, I mean, you know, let's not discount the knuckleballer, Matthew Waldron as well. You know, I mean, he was, I, I thought he was, he could have been better, but I think he gave us what we wanted in terms of, you know, four or five innings, nothing too crazy, you know, right. the bullpen kind of comes in. Um, and it just seems like, yeah, we're going to be, we're pretty heavy on the bullpen side of, of things. And I mean, again, we don't want to tax the bullpen a lot, especially as we're kind of getting moved along the season and injuries kind of come up. But um, yeah, it just seems that, you know, let's not discount what we already have, I think uh, as well, you know? Uh, yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah, with Groom, or not Groom, sorry. Groom's another guy that, I guess, Groom. it's an outside shot. He's not. Sure. I don't think he's making the roster. Uh, with Waldron, the knuckleball stuff, we got to remember he was pitching in September against, you know, A's and Rockies and White Sox and teams like that. And I think to, it's one thing to be in the rotation at the end of the year when you're not, we all knew they weren't going to make the postseason. And it's another thing to make it to start the year I think if he's making it to start the year, then they really believe he can be consistent as a starting pitcher. And I think that they need to see more consistency out of him as a starting pitcher. I can pull up um, his game logs real quick because what I remember is he had like, I think a really good Oakland A's start. Um, yeah. yeah. It's the A's, but yeah. it was still like impressive because it was like, okay, compared to his other outings, it was a, a step forward i mean so september 4th for example against the phillies four and two-thirds innings and he gave up eight hits and three runs five innings against houston at houston gave up four runs but oakland he went five and a third which is the longest that he had gone so far last year in the big leagues with the padres yeah. seven hits but he gave up two earned runs and he had five punch outs um and then the next start it was the st louis start after that as well Five and two-thirds, one run, six innings. The next start, six innings, two runs. So he ended there really good, but it was all. But then there was the starts before that where it wasn't as good. So I think the consistency there, especially with a knuckleballer, I think they really want to see that. If he if he's consistent in spring training, it feels like an, it's, this is like Jay. They're, they're different guys. Jay Groom and Matt Walden are different guys, but – in terms of needing to be really good pretty much every outing, like Jay Groom last year, because when he wasn't at the end there, that's where he lost you know, the opportunity to make the roster. With Waldron and the competition that he has, I feel like he's that one of the guys that needs to be like perfect in the outings that he does get in spring training. He just feels like an El Paso guy to me. You know, a lot of these guys feel like El Paso guys to me. I hate to say it, you know. Or they should they should be, but they're not going to be because of yeah. the situation. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 in an ideal world, we could just use one more year with these guys, you know, in in my in the minor leagues and just let them rake, let them have that consistency, you know, let them let them have that time, and then maybe bring them up every once in a while, you know. But it just seems like, yeah, we're kind of I don't want to say we're rushing, but we're rushing certain guys in order to come up to the big league roster. Um, and 
I, it's again, it's all a wait and see thing. I think the last time we talked, it was, was more of like a lot of questions, no answers. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens this year, honestly, at this point. Um, yeah. They just you need to sign a guy. Gosh, darn. We're, we're, we're not even rumors, nothing. I mean, there's it's silence across give the David board. David Peralta a million dollars for a major league deal. I know people were like, oh, I didn't have a good year last year. Maybe because maybe the Padres didn't give him it because he's not that good. Well, it's maybe I'm biased towards remember him remembering him raking off the Padres with the Diamondbacks, but I would still take David. I mean, look at the year Profar had last year, and they gave him a million dollars. I know he's more versatile than Peralta, but they couldn't do that for Peralta. Uh, I wonder who they have to have their eyes set on somebody because they're not. You you can't go into the season with this outfield. Yeah, because because if you do like right now, if they don't make any additions, they're banking on Merrill having a really good spring training, so they can say, "Yep, Merrill, he has played himself onto the roster." Or they're doing the same thing with Jacob Marcy. Yep, Marcy has played himself onto the roster. Well, what if they don't? And then you still want to force Merrill onto the roster or force Marcy onto the roster? Or if you don't, then your outfield is Profar, Zokar, Tatis, and then Mercado is now the fourth outfielder. And then Ornelas is the fifth. Because you don't want those guys, you don't want Marcy and Merrill coming up and being bench outfielders if they don't show that they're ready in spring training. So I believe Oh, the talent we're going to see the talent in these games, but he it just feels like the Padres they they are planning on Merrill being a starting outfielder, and I don't know if that's the best thing right now. Yeah, I know it seems it seems to put. I mean, uh, obviously these guys aren't new to pressure, but mm-hmm. it definitely does seem like it's a lot to put on Jackson Merrill. Um, the same kind of pressure we're putting on Tatis when he was moving to right field, you know, yeah. new position, how are you going to adjust? Right. Like, I know you're very athletic, but um, it's a new, a new situation. And I, I would argue, I mean, I, I imagine a lot of Padres fans felt after a couple games of Tatis kind of misreading stuff mm-hmm. in the outfield, it definitely kind of felt like, Oh man, are we really going to do this right now. And I think I would argue as well that, you know, Tatis, while he did win the platinum glove, which, I mean, all props to him. I mean, that's that's incredible. Um, he definitely made some, you know, I'd say rookie mistakes in terms of, you know, like, uh, I guess just uh, fielding the cut-offs. ball. Cutoffs. Yeah, exactly. Cutoffs. And, was, and I remember that, like, that was him in Arizona beginning of the year. And then at the end, we knew it was a lot better. And he was throwing guys out at the plate. Yeah. He was hitting cutoffs. Or if he yeah. wasn't hitting a cutoff, the cutoff didn't catch the ball that's why and it was just a one hopper right to third from right field it was a bullet like i thought he adjusted really well i think merrill can do that not to the level of tatis because tatis is just different but i think he can do that i just think that well it's a little bit different because tatis had remember he had experience before the suspension he had experience he was taking balls in the outfield with mike schilt and working on that merrill he has like five games in the outfield, I think, in the minors. So he, I guess he was a little bit, but it wasn't to the degree. Maybe it was, but I'm not there looking at it in San, in San Antonio where I was seeing it in San Diego. And it doesn't feel like it was to the degree of Tatis and the experience that he had even going into making actually like the full official switch from short to the outfield. Yeah, I mean, again, it is a lot of pressure for Jackson Merrill. I mean, not only in the field, but also in the hitting department as well. You know, I mean, we obviously, uh, and this, I, I think this is just brings up a broader question of just like the bottom of the lineup in terms of where do we yeah. go? You know, I mean, 
aside from the outfield and the pitching uh, problems that that we kind of or these holes that we have in our line or in our outfield or excuse me on the field, but yeah, how what's going to happen after Jake Cronenworth in the fifth spot? Mm-hmm. You know, what 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 do we do? What do we do from there? Do we have Matthew Batten in there? Do we have uh, do we have you know other? I mean, do we have uh, you know? It just there's a lot of questions that we just well, yeah. Don't it's really like for me one through six, and then after Camposano, what's what is it? Yeah, it's what is it? Yeah, Matthew Batten DHing. If Manny's at third right now, it's or Eggie Rosario <laughs> DHing. It's yeah. Um, Pro far, and, and that's if these guys hit. You know, that's now that's the ideal they, thing. Is that Merrill hits really well, and it's a 2019 Tatis thing. You don't want to put pressure on him, so you put him at the bottom of the order. But then we're fine with Merrill in the lineup because he can hit. But right now, yeah, it's the bottom of the order. There's questions there for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, I have no, I have no doubt that these guys will do something, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know, really perform. I mean, obviously, they're kind of. They're, I feel like there's a talk about them kind of. You have to meet the moment kind of thing. Uh, yeah. but again, we'll wait and see. Uh, I actually have to go right now, but it was, it's short, but yeah, sweet. Go. go ahead. Yeah. Thank you, John. I appreciate yeah. the time, man. Yeah. No problem. Have a good one. Okay. You too. Yeah. So, and actually this is a perfect ending because I'm seeing some in the chat. Um, some questions, there's not a lot of questions here. So that's why I was going to end it here. James asked, do you think Jake Groom sees opening day roster? I don't like discussed right now with John. I think he has to be like perfect. Um, him and Matt Waldron have to be like perfect. And there's just a lot of talent in front of them. It feels like on the, the pecking order. So I, I just don't see that. I think he is an El Paso guy. Um, JT Snod says Avila would be a perfect replacement for the Stammen slash Chris Matt role. Yeah. I think him or Brito or Vasquez, whoever like doesn't make the rotation. And then one of them probably, well, but, Avila, Vasquez could be in the rotation. Brito could, be, they all three could make the roster. I, I could see that, but maybe two make the roster. And one of them is starting. One of them is the stamina role, let's say, or Nick Martinez, maybe um, that type of role. But yeah, and another guy is in El Paso. All right. Thank you, everyone, for the time in the chat, in the comments, live on YouTube, or you're watching on replay on YouTube, you're listening to the podcast platforms. I appreciate everybody's time. Um, this show, obviously, as always, sponsored by Gaglion Birds, Famous Cheesesteaks, and Garlic Fries. Main location is on Friars Road. Underdog Fantasy, 100% deposit match, up to $100. Click that link in the description. Code Talking Friars, same thing, same code, SeatGeek. $20 off your first order there. Maybe save that for the Padres season when they're back home at Petco Park um, to end March and to begin April. Uh, Breaking Tea and FOCO. Breaking Tea, they've got some great Padres, Aztecs, Wave shirts and sweatshirts. By the way, Alex Morgan, she is uh, she is on her way, or maybe she's already there. She has made the W Gold Cup, the Women's Gold Cup U.S. Women's National Team roster, replacing San Diegan uh, Mia Fischel, unfortunately, torn ACL, I believe. So Alex made it, along with Abby Dahlkemper, Jaden Shaw, Naomi Gurma. So a lot of San Diego Wave rep- representation there for the W Gold Cup, the first one. And so that's going to be a great tournament to watch. They get underway uh, later tonight. San Diego Wave, there's no stream of it, but they are playing their first preseason, or not first preseason, but their second preseason scrimmage. Uh, their first one was against UCLA, and they're playing their second one. They're playing um, Bay FC um, a couple hours away. And then later this week, they'll play Portland before. 
coming back home. San Diego State, a big one tonight against Utah State. Uh, last sponsor of the show, FOCO, great Padres, bobbleheads, and collectibles there. Check them out, link in the description. Thank you, everyone, for the time. Let me know your thoughts. Roster projection number one. Give me your roster projection. I want to see all of yours. Love talking with Padres fans. See you all later. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you.